The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined as always by Jim Clark. Hey, everybody. Jim Clark. The Delta variant is on its way, dude. It feels like a horror movie, right? Like, this is part two now. You know what, dude? At we went point, through horror last year, and now part, this is the sequel. So is this, oh, <laughs> is this going to be a better sequel in terms of like, uh, you know, it's crazier and scarier and all messed up? Or is it just going to be a weak sequel so we really don't have anything to worry about? Um, I think it's going to start off as a weak sequel, and then I think it's going to end as a fantastic sequel. Oh, geez. Great. <laughs> I, think, I think I say that because I don't think we're going to have anything to worry about. We're going to be fine, dude. But enough. We, we've had enough time to get the vaccine. If you were going to yeah. get the vaccine, you had enough time. We're only yeah. halfway vaccinated in the yeah. U.S. And... At this point, we should be much further along than that. So you've had the opportunity to get the vi- uh, the vaccine. If you are haven't gonna, gotten it, that's on you. Whatever your see, reasons are, that's fine, but that's are we on you. see evolution working in real time? Something. I mean, we've already you know seen I mean? it. We have the Delta the thing Plus about, now. Is it the thing about evolution, like, you know, the, the strong survive or whatever? And so, like... Yeah, well, yeah. Dar- uh, 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 survival of the fittest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, I don't know, man. Um, but, yeah, it's it's interesting. For a minute there, I was questioning why... I was sick a week ago. Yo, I mean, I aside was from the worried, fact that, dude. aside from the fact that we went to, uh, you know, I went to a concert and I was in, in the middle of a mass of people sweating and and bodily fluids flying all yeah. over the place. Um, aside from that fact, uh, no, dude, yeah, it, you know, it's it's definitely. I know for sure it's a head cold. Well, it's a, it's yeah. a little bit more. I have some congestion, but it's definitely not the Rona. It's not the Delta. It's not the what's the other one? There's another one coming. Lambda. Probably there's Alpha like a third Lambda. one, dude. Isn't right? that uh, Revenge of the Nerds? It's a bunch of a bunch of sorority, <laughs> a bunch of sorority uh, little you know things flying Greek through alphabet. the air. Um, yeah, dude, it's going to be interesting to see what's coming up. But anyway, I wanted to address the fact that I sounded like this because I did I did catch a cold uh, and you know I'm I'm past it except I still have this kind of clogged up nasal thing happening and. Once in a while, the congestion shows up, so it'll sound like I smoke seven packs a day. Yeah, this is um, this is coming back right after seeing the Amityville house, dude. Maybe it was something from that you picked up, but Could be. I didn't get it, so I don't know what the deal is, man. And you and Anthony got it, but I didn't get it. So that's the thing. Anthony was and telling I slept me today, with Anthony. <laughs> Well, you're Not allergic to, way, or you're, yes. you're you're immune to him, dude. Um, I guess. he was telling me that he gets sick easy when he sleeps in bedrooms where the air conditioner gets too cold. He he always gets a, a cold. Oh, and so he thinks he got sick and got me sick, and because we were in the front of the car, you and Ricky really didn't get much of it. Probably. It doesn't matter. It's whatever. Yeah, whatever. Anyway, what does matter, here, dude? You're alive. It's not Rona. We're good. 
Exactly. What does matter, though, is that we are returning to talk more Rob Zombie movies, dude. Yes. Last week, we saw his first movie. We watched House of a Thousand Corpses. We enjoyed it. We discussed it you know, at length. This time, we're going to his follow-up, the one that came afterwards um, where everyone really sat up and they're just like, okay. So I think maybe we should take Rob Zombie seriously as a director. We're talking about The Devil's Rejects. What police have uncovered reads like this. Words can't describe it. We here, we are playing on a level that most will never see. You're going to start the killing. You best start it right here. This movie, for me, I felt was better than the first one. Okay. I liked the first one in terms of aesthetic and how it felt and all of that stuff, but this movie felt fuller. It felt more developed. It felt like it also was a different kind of movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the first movie was almost straight kind of, we talked about it, 70s grindhouse horror style of a movie, right? This one went more along the lines of, I don't even know what you would say this is because it's kind of almost like a wild west. Like, yeah, well, you know, he said cops and robbers chasing, you know, cops chasing robbers type of a movie. Yeah, yeah, but horrific because these guys are 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 serial killers. Oh yeah, oh, they're not just serial killers, dude. These people are are demented. Yeah, like Otis said, I am the devil. And yeah. I am here to do the devil's work. They are yeah. the devil incarnate, dude. Yeah. Um, but I think I read somewhere that Rob Zombie, one of Rob Zombie's influences for this film was Bonnie and Clyde. There you go. Um, yeah. So that makes absolutely sense. It was a very, it was a Bonnie and Clyde film and Louise movie. Yeah. Um, and, and I. With the kill, the Firefly family from the first like horrific film, we yes. just kind of follow along. Which I'll comment on that in a bit, but. Um, I, I can understand why you say you like this one better. Um, however, I, I'm neutral because I feel like they're too different of films to be able to compare to each other in some, I agree. that sort of capacity. I agree. For me, at least. I agree. But I'm saying like if we had to because like this was the first one, this followed it, which would you like better? I like Devil's Rejects better. You know? Okay. I don't know I why. Know, I what like it is. Thousand Corpses better. Yeah, I don't know what it Maybe is. Maybe it's I because Thousand Corpses feels like it's kind of – because honestly, I mean, let's be f- honest. It, it does feel like it's all over the place at times. Yeah. Um, and this is just a little bit more – this is a little bit more clear Linear. cut. Yeah. Yeah. It's fi- fine finished and tuned and it's a well-oiled machine, man. Yeah, dude. This movie follows the events of the first one, right? It's a few months later. No, this was over – was it a couple well, years? It no, was the next months, year. It? it was 78. I don't know how many months. Oh, was it a year? Okay. Um, but, but it follows the last, the first film in that 
there is a sheriff that is now chasing, coming to take down this family, this Firefly mm-hmm. family, right? And at the very beginning of the film, we see the siege of the farm, and and the the family fights back, and uh, and a few of them end up getting away. Uh, Mama gets arrested. Yep. Um, what was the what was uh, uh, not Otis? What was the other guy's name? The bigger guy, uh, Rufus. Rufus gets killed. Tiny disappears. Oh, we see Tiny at the beginning. He's not even a part of this fight. Fight this fight. He's like yeah. in the woods at the beginning, and then he just yeah. kind of. He was dragging a naked lady at the beginning. Yeah. And then he just watches these cops come in to raid the farm and he just kind of pieces out. Um, Otis and baby get away. Yep. And they contact Captain Spaulding. So here's, here's an important piece here. During this interaction, this is the first time we find out that Captain Spaulding is baby's father. Yep. And yep. we also find out that Otis and baby are step brother and sister because i don't remember them saying that in the first one maybe they did i don't remember it i don't remember them saying it in this one either because what i looked what i saw in the uh the family tree and lore of the firefly flam firefly family that's a tongue twister dude (laughs) yeah right um is that he was a drifter that was brought in and in a way adopted Adopted. by them yeah yes um so they contact Captain Spaulding and say, hey, we got to get out of here. The three of them rendezvous. No, they don't rendezvous yet because what happens first is Otis and Baby stumble across this traveling uh, musician, this traveling music group at a, at a hotel. Mm. And um, they end up you know, crashing the hotel room and holding these people hostage and, and basically fucking with them. This is what you're talking about. They're not just serial killers. They're demented. They get, they get joy out of watching people just like just the fear of people terrorizing people. Yeah. And they have fun with it. They're the, they're the, and, and, uh, on the other side of it, we see captain Spaulding doing his best to try to get there to meet up with these, these two. Yes. Um, we see Otis does end up, they end up fucking killing these people. Anyway, they kill this, this music group. Well, most of them, right. They steal the van and, um, they end up meeting up with Captain Spaulding and with Captain Spaulding, they all make their way down to Captain Spaulding's brother. He calls him his brother, right? Charlie, who Mm -hmm. owns a whorehouse basically. And, uh, this is where they're going to lay low. They hang out with Charlie. They're, they're doing drugs, doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, but Charlie sells them out because um, the sheriff that's chasing them down uh, stops Charlie and says, listen, I know you're hiding them. You need to tell me where they are. He basically bribes, says he's going to, you know, kill everyone if, unless, unless he tells them. So Charlie sells out the, the, the fireflies and uh, they're on the run again, right? No, 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 no. The sheriff does catch him. He catches them. He's got Otis and he's got Spalding in the house tied all three of them tied to chairs, right? He's torturing them. He's he's getting a lot of, of joy out of torturing them. And the reason the sheriff's torturing, I was them, just going to say, what's the reason? Why is this? Why is this sheriff so hellbent on taking down the Firefly family? It's because during the interrogation of mama Firefly, she lets it be known. She pulls out pictures, which I like. She had them on her. They didn't like frisk her before they brought the prison. No, no, no. Remember they brought in the uh, the old photo albums, and she said oh, I hadn't got around to putting these in the book yet, but I'll show you anyway. That's right. And she shows pictures of the sheriff's brother, who was the original, you know, police officer that they killed in the first movie. So that's that's it. He's like, fuck these people. I'm gonna kill them all. And that's what he's doing. He's torturing the three. He's torturing Baby, Captain Spaulding, and Otis. 
baby gets away and goes taken off through the fields. And uh, Sheriff's like, all right, I'm going to chase you. He's basically going to hunt her down. But before he does so, he decides, I'm going to light these guys on fire. So he just sets fire to the house and takes off. Um, Basically, what ends up happening is is Otis, or not Otis, uh, Tiny saves a day. He comes in and he saves a day. He lets Otis out, you know, helps Captain Spalding get out, and then um, goes and kills the, the sheriff before he can kill kill baby. So, sweet. Everybody's good. The three of them are, are going to go and just kind of see where they can go lay low now. Otis, Captain Spalding, baby, in the convertible vehicle, bloodied all to hell, driving off into the sunset. Except at the end of that sunset, is a whole line of police vehicles waiting for him, yeah. a barricade, and they all have their guns out and pointing. And Otis knows that, like, all right, well, there's no getting around it. Let's ride this to hell. He just grabs all kinds of guns and hands it to Baby and Spalding and then hits the gas. Freebirds jamming the entire time, and Damn, you just dude. watch this entire this this gunfight break out which is insane, insane. And that's how we end the movie. They go down in a hail of bullets. Yep. That's our movie. I don't know, dude. For me, this, that, that was just, there was so much in there that you follow along, and you're right. I think it's because the first one feels like it's all over the place, even though it's not. You know, It follows along what's happening. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this his, one's more like you said. It's got that veneer on it, man. Right. The other one had the had the texture of his music videos where you'd have these transitions yes. with crazy like th- this one doesn't have that. Or if it no, does, it's, it's very like, it's minimal. Like, it's like the other one tried to be an old school film, grindhouse type film, and this tried to be a more modern right. film. I would you know? see this. I would equate this one more to Texas Chainsaw in terms of the way it was filmed and the quality. You know what I mean? Whereas, like you said, because Texas Chainsaw still has that grimy look to it, but it's it's it doesn't have the the intercut scenes with all of the oh, you know, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah. of thing. So that's what I'm that's what I mean by that. Um, but yeah, this one's a little bit more polished. This has a story, but he does use. I love the swipe. You know the scene the scene transitions. Where oh, he just yes. swipes across, swipes across. Yep, love those, dude. Absolutely love them. And yeah, I don't know. I feel like he really cut his teeth with that first movie and whatever he learned he really put into effect in this one and it works. There's a lot of things that really work with how his storytelling in this one. And, um, even the performances that he got out of all the different actors and actresses in this film, I just feel like this one was another step up. It was like Rob Zombie saying, okay, you know, I was able to do this and now let me see what I can do. If I, if I take everything I learned and try to make a traditional, Hollywood film, you know what I mean? Yeah. He's got more yeah. money for this, more soundtrack. He could pay to get all those different songs on the soundtrack. Yep. Special effects. I mean, the, everything about it looked great. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely, dude. It was uh it was a huge diversion from what that first film was. It and and a lot of it did probably pay credit to the budget. I mean, that's yeah. said. Probably because of the studios are saying, "Well, we want you to do this. It's not you making a film anymore." Um, but no, dude, I agree. I, uh, like I said, I, I have a hard time comparing them because they're, they're, they're very different movies. Um, so much so that I, I also read somewhere that, um, Sherry Moon Zombie doesn't consider this a sequel because of it how d- different it is. And you I can was see say, it. The characters aren't the exact same characters. I was going to just say that and you know go I mean? speak to tiny. I mean, not even, uh, I'm sorry. Speak to baby's character, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. In the first one. You can tell one, it's close, but it's it's different. In the first one, she's got this kind of childlike way that she carries herself. Her voice is much higher. You know, she's a little bit like more off. In this one, she's very aware of her sexuality. Her mm-hmm. voice doesn't sound as high as, as it is anymore. Um, she's you're telling seen, me this all happened within a year's time? Right. And she's a little bit more brutal. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so mm-hmm. this is, yeah, dude, there's definitely a difference in characters. Um, Otis doesn't seem to be as kind of um, off the hook. He's a little bit more reserved. Right. But his, but he's still unhinged. Like the way he speaks, oh, yeah, you can yeah. tell he's messed up. Yes. But it's his not, mannerisms. Yeah. Right. It's not this kind of backwoods style guy anymore. Now it's kind of like this, um, I don't know, like this, this kind of biker bar like dude that has no problem slicing your throat open if he needs to a Manson, a more of a Manson type. Yes. Yes, exactly. So you're right. There is a difference even with captain Spaulding, right? There's a difference in it where now he plays mm-hmm. more of, of an active role in terms of being the, a leader of a family that he's a little bit more involved in the crimes. Whereas that wasn't really happening in the first one. I would say out of the three of them, captain Spaulding was the most consistent. You thought so? Yes. Out of all yeah, three of them. He did he does keep his the way Because he we didn't see much and, of Captain Spaulding in the first one. We only saw him at the beginning and then we saw him at the end. Right. You know We saw him pull a gun on the guy. Yeah. Right? We saw that. Um but yeah. No, I don't know. Yeah, there there's a see, but this one he just I felt like he just kind of steps into this role of like he's their leader now. You know what I mean? Because you felt like yeah. Otis was. Oh, he was. He, he was, was taking charge. Yeah. Um because he was right. the first one there. It probably would have been Spalding if Spalding would have already been there. But he, they had to wait for him to get there. So he had to coordinate for the three of them. He had to coordinate for him and Baby because they were together. Yep. So he kind of was just stepping into that role and just taking charge, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely. Not even, he, didn't, he didn't even miss a beat. He definitely just went right into roles. it. At least different in, in the way they kind of portrayed the characters. It, it feels like there was more maturity, like the, the, the characters grew. But in the oh, time yeah, frame dude. that it was in the movie, it just doesn't really make sense for that kind of growth yet. Oh, no, 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 no. And, 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 um, if you were to just look at this and take this as a standalone film on its own, completely something brand new with nothing before it, it works. And it works great because if you've never seen House of a Thousand Corpses and you come into this, you're opening up on this fucking weird family, right? Well, they do and the narration. Getting, they let you know what happens. So you get the, the backstory. Yes, you, get, you get the yeah, murders, yeah. you get the houses that the, the bodies found, you get all that info. Yeah, so you don't really know how fucked up these people. Like you, you right. know they're fucked up, but you don't know how fucked up they are. Right. And then, and then, and then they get all shot up, and you're like, oh dang, and they escape. So you're already kind of rooting for them, even though th- you know that they're fucked up people and they deserve it. But um, then, then you go through this journey with them, and you realize how they really are. And then by the end, you've built this um, this relationship with them in your head that you want them to survive at the end. Um, because you, they also build up this familial thing where it feels yeah, like yeah, yeah. They, they feel like a family. So you start mm-hmm. to kind of understand the workings of how they feel for each other. Yeah. There's a scene, dude. You're talking about three absolutely bonker psychopaths that have no problem <laughs> sticking a knife on you just to do it for no yeah. other reason than just to do it in a van deciding whether or not they should go get ice cream and what flavor. 
and then we cut fucking fruity and then we cut and they're sitting there like licking ice cream like like a family that just came back from church on sunday dude yeah yep what a like i love that that's such what a, a juxtaposition juxtap- like yeah. just gonna say that you know what i mean yeah. this, it's just it's such a glaring contrast but what a great way that he pulls you into like and again relate to them, for them relate to them so you can relate to them in that way and root for them crazy know? right yeah yeah um but the performances dude for me one of the one of the best ones too was the sheriff um, I yes. forgot the actor who plays the sheriff. Uh, man. William Forsyth, I believe. Dude, he is so killer. And he plays this guy like, like, like a guy who's just like, he's done. He's just done with this. He's seen too many bad guys come through his, you know, he his, has snapped. That was one of the great things about saying. this movie. And this character was, done. it was, it was another juxtaposition of two types of, uh, uh, um, insanity. You have the Firefly family and Mm -hmm. how insane they are and in the type of way that they are. But then you also have him who's insane Mm -hmm. in his own completely different type of way. For revenge. Clashing, yes, and coming at each other. Yeah, he already has disdain for the family. He's already like can't stand them. He's got that taste in his mouth. But when he finds out his brother was murdered by them and it's like there and she's shown in the photos, that's it. No, I think he knew. I think oh, you knew. did? Yeah, I thought he that knew. Was his, it was I just that because was when he first found out. No, it, because I think that it, was it the was whole reason confirmed. he was going after them. And he, and I think it was just seeing the photos of his dead brother and what they had done to him. I think just really, yeah. that was his snapping point, you know, and she's rubbing it in his face. It's crazy, dude. That's yeah. a crazy, crazy, crazy yeah. scene. Um, and then he very, takes, he that's kills a her. very emotional scene, dude. He ends up Heavy. killing her, dude. Yeah. Like I had a little crazy. issue with when she got stabbed and the acting at that point, but did you why? What was, that point, what was it? What was it? I don't know. It was just I don't know. <laughs> she got stabbed. She was just choking, and uh, 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 I'm like, okay, <laughs> okay. You're like, um, dial it back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but no, dude. That that show, being able to show that moment where this dude snaps and knowing, and like I said, relating to the characters, but not just the Firefly family, but this guy, and knowing, oh, dang, dude, these people brutally murdered his brother and probably did all kinds of fucked up things to his body. Uh, did you trust Charlie when you knew they, when you first come across Charlie? Because I was just like, this dude, there's no way, like, he's going to be, like, this guy's going to turn him, like, he's going to backstab him. Charlie? You know what I mean? No, yeah. no, no, no. No, I hadn't, I, I didn't really know. I mean, I'd seen this movie before, so. Let me explain this. I haven't seen this movie in a while. So yeah. I know everything. I remembered everything up until they left the hotel and the girl was running away. Yeah. From there up until the shootout at the end, I couldn't remember what, what had happened and where they went and what was going on. So that was kind of new to me seeing that again um, with all the stuff with Charlie. But I didn't think he was going to turn on them. Not at all. I, I thought immediately, I'm like, oh, you're going to, I mean, these these are all criminals, right? And so when he comes out with the gun, I'm like, oh, shit, he's just going to straight up shoot like Captain Spaulding, right? That was my, when the yeah. first time I saw that, I thought that was going down. Then they were all friends and I thought to myself, okay, something's going to happen though. Like somebody's going to turn on somebody here. Like this isn't uh, uh, just a, I mean, you're all lunatics. You're all lunatics. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you you mentioned the girl running away, dude. How about that scene? Dude? Oh my gosh! She got plowed by the truck. Oh my That's, god! Before I had ever seen this movie, I had seen that. Like I knew what that was, and I knew what it was from. And I think it was before I've even seen House of a Thousand Corpses. And yeah. I'm like, 
Oh my God, that is. Oh that God, is, in the street, bro. The way they make yes. the road look, the splatter, all of that Ugh. shit. I'm like, dude, he just went up. Most people just show it like the hit part and that's it. Yeah. But Rob Zombie's like, let me show you what the street looks like afterwards, just in case you didn't know what that looks like. <laughs> well, it just comes back to Rob Zombie. Like I said, that grindhouse thing that he does with all yeah. his films. All his films are like that, man. They're they're dirty and grimy, and he's not afraid to to show anything. Like I this movie, from what I understand, went through nine different cuts just to get an R rating. Holy shit, really? Yeah, dude. I want to see the unrated version. Because I know there's a lot of you can of get stuff. it on the DVD, I think. There's a lot of st- I think I watched the unrated version actually. Did but you? there's a lot of stuff that is very uncomfortable that's not even gore. Like the sexual assault scenes, you know what oh, I mean? Yes. Like that's some fucked up shit. Yeah. And I'm watching I'm watching the actress and I'm just thinking to myself, God, just to to put yourself in that situation and just be like, Yeah, we're gonna do this for the sake of a movie. It's like wow. It was it was it was kind of tough to watch that dude. Yeah, I um, I had seen this edited for TV. I'd only ever seen it on TV. So when so you happened, never saw I was that, like, I was like, oh, <laughs> damn. Um, yeah, yeah that just took it to a whole other level. It's so it really fucked did. up, dude. So fucked up. Um, yeah, so many things about this movie. Like I said, for me, it just works. It just works on a different level, and you're right. Because it's two different kinds of films, you can't set them side by side and compare and say, you know, why this work works and this one doesn't. They're two different styles of movies, but I think that's why I like this one better. I love that Grindhouse, that other kind of stylized look that he did with it. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. I love it. Yeah. But there was something about this one. There was something about the kind of elevated storytelling and just kind of where the story went to from there, right? And And at the time when this first came out and we saw it, we didn't know that it was going to continue. We thought, damn, this is how they went out in a blaze of yeah. glory. Like they yep. just went down. Very uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid style, dude. And and what a way to do it with what a soundtrack. So oh like the soundtrack itself, dude, Zombie has such an ear. You yeah. know what I mean? There are certain, there are certain um, directors who, for me, they are awesome when it comes to picking specific music for scenes for their movies, that it works yes. so well. And Zombie's one of them, dude. And they're just, and even, even just outside of the film, just as a soundtrack put together of a compilation oh, album, just great. works so well. Great. You know? Great. But this, to take Freebird, right, which infamously has a super long like extended like kind of instrumental piece in the middle you know yes to take this film and say i'm going to end with this right and make sure that the scene fits and it's Mm going to take that entire time for you to go through that entirety i know and you have to watch the whole thing to get through that scene it's like or or to listen to the song You, you it's 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 insane, dude. And I kept yeah. thinking to myself, this could have been done like 15 minutes ago, but the way he's drawing it out, going with the music, the slow motion, the certain cuts, was, the certain back and forth, it was and perfect. And there's no, there's no dialogue, no. just all shots with the, with the music. It was a music video. Basically. <laughs> it was yeah. an updated music video for Freebird. <laughs> Basically. You know? uh, but it worked, dude. And I loved that scene. And there was another scene in here. Uh, with another song that they did, and I think it was a traveling scene. And I loved it, just the way it was shot, dude. And and the way he let the songs and, – and there were a couple other spots where he did this. He just let the song almost play out in its entirety. Yeah. And it, yeah. And it, it really helped settle you in. 
this was a very effective horror movie in the fact that it wasn't all, I mean, it was in your face, but it wasn't like jump scares continuously. Right. It wasn't, uh, you know, Edge in your, your face outside kind of, of like, the gore. Uh, yes. Right, yeah. Right, right. It, he, he really scaled it and, and let it play out, man, and take its time and, and held you low and didn't let you get up high. Yeah. Um, and, and even visually, it's two different yes. kinds of movies where the other one, you've got color palettes that are, are, are in these like blues and greens and sometimes deep reds and like very neon colory with certain parts yes. of the film. Whereas this one, you have more of a, it feels like he, he wanted to film the entire thing during the golden hour, you know, as the sun's yeah. got us and it's not, there's daylight shots, there's night shots, but the, mm-hmm. the feel of it has that kind of seventies, the sun's going down, you know, there's a golden kind of light coming off the grains in the fields kind of a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And you're right. He had, a, he has a way of just kind of working that all together. And that's why for me, I don't know. There's something about this movie that uh, I just, yeah, I gravitate to this one more often than not with, uh, uh than house of a thousand corpses, See, especially when I'm, when I'm putting them on, you know, I, I'm just going to put one of them on. I'm like, yeah, I'll watch that one instead of yeah. house. I like house, but again, there's something about devil's rejects. I just don't think I've seen this one enough. I think that's what it is. I love the intro. I love the, like Oh my said, God, dude. It's so well shot, right? As it, standalone. Yes. It's like, Let's tell you about what happened before. So we get mm-hmm. we get crime scene footage. We get like I said, they play right into that that, that Texas Chainsaw uh, yes. right off the bat, dude. With the, exactly. the narration of what happened, the story, what's going on, who these people are, where exactly. you're at, what's going on, and yeah. it's effective. And then you go right into that shootout, and it was so well shot. It was chaotic, but it was controlled chaos and effective right. chaos, and it was beautifully shot, dude. It doesn't feel like Rod- you know what that felt like. It felt like a, a Robert Rodriguez part movie. Yeah, or, yeah, or, or like a, um, um, who did? Remember that movie, the Antonio Banderas, where he was the the um, he was a hitman, but he carried his gun in, in a in a suit in a, in a oh, guitar case. Yeah, but I can't remember the name of that movie. I don't know. But if it I feels even like some it. whoever. I think that's a Rodriguez film too. I can't Maybe remember. But whoever did that, like that's what this felt like. This felt nothing like Rob Zombie. At yeah. all, aside from like the fact that Otis was sleeping next to a dead girl, like <laughs> there was nothing about this movie that made me think, you yeah. know, like horror or whatever. This was this was a shootout. This was cops and robbers. This was yep. this was high Bonnie action. And Clyde. Bonnie and Butch Clyde. Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Um, and boy, it looked good. You're right. Yes, it's, it was intense. Yes. And then even even reflected in in uh, the end shootout, same thing. It was yeah chaotic, but it was controlled chaos, and it was fucking beautiful man it was a beautiful goddamn thing <laughs> it definitely was it really was to be able to take a a massacre and make it look gorgeous and just yeah. have it entertaining with the music man and and think about how much that music adds to the to that scene you know oh yeah because I mean? the music's chaotic it's if just it like was a different building, song building, building. or if it was done without out the song it, it's just a different completely different oh yeah scene imagine that scene with oh fortuna playing yeah, like that would. I mean, it it works with what he does visually, but the feel of it's completely different now. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's now it's more epic instead of this kind of like chugging it's along. Epic, and, and you're and, thinking the people that you're watching are are, are going to come out on top. It's like this huge yeah. adrenaline yeah. rush for you, like um, like uh, when they do the um, the helicopter scene in Apocalypse Now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. This feels like that. You know, with this, the, the way they go out is like I keep saying, especially with the song "Freebird," like the lyrics in the song talking about. That's what they you know, are. 
That's what they are. They're free birds, them, man. Right? And you're not going to change them. And that's there's a beauty at the end. And I, I wonder how long Rob Zombie sat on that. Like, how long has that been a thing for him? Whenever he listens to Freebird in his mind, he's like, I want to make a movie where there's this and shootout this is the at the scene. end, and this is yes. how it's going to go, you know? And then he finally found a place to put it because it just feels too perfect. Like, he's been sitting on it forever, dude. Yeah, he probably has, dude. He yeah. probably has, and he finally had the opportunity and just said, all right, here we go, man. Yeah, yeah. What, uh, you got any uh, fireside tidbits today? I got a couple questions for you Ooh, here, right, actually, before we get to the tidbits. Um, number one, maybe I missed it. Um, I really don't think I did, but w- what happened to Dr. Satan? Crumbled underneath whatever. There was no message? Yeah, I didn't see anything. There, about I that. mean, there was no, no mention of him or anything. Because you would think, okay, whatever happened, I'm they're going to try and salvage it. No mention of grandpa. Yeah, I think grandpa. Well, we know for sure grandpa died. Yeah, right. So he wouldn't be in this one. But you're right. Did, did, did they mention it? Like I don't remember like mama saying anything. I didn't even see a picture of him, dude. Just pretending he wasn't there. I guess I don't know, man. Um, and, and like I said, I I didn't remember a big section of that movie there. So I'm watching the beginning and I'm watching tiny and then tiny disappears. And I said, you know what? Tiny's going to come back and he's going to save him. So that was kind of like on writing part. Eh, okay. That was predictable, but yeah, you know, he died actually, I think before the movie even came out, the actor I did see that again, another before. Rob zombie movie where people are dying. Karen black didn't come back for this movie either as mother firefly. Uh, I, I guess that was because right. she wanted more money. Yeah. Um, which sucks. You know and what I mean? And what's his name? I hate when either. that happens. Rufus. Rufus was a different actor. It was the guy. You couldn't even really tell, though. It was the guy who played Sabretooth in the X-Men movies. Oh, really? Yeah. I. Yeah. If you wouldn't have said that, I would have never even noticed, dude. Yeah. I was paying attention to way too much other shit. You could things, tell so. Mama, though, for sure. She does kind of oh, yeah, look yeah. like her. Because she you played saw her, her so much. Well. And you saw... But even even that character was different than the original Mama. Even right. the other Mama was a little bit more manic. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I agree. But yeah, uh, again, w- w- here's a question for you. When that girl came running out of the room, the hotel room, mm-hmm. uh, the one from the band, why didn't she just take the skin mask off? The only thing I can think is she's already broken, dude. I thought the same thing. I'm like, take that off your face so you can see where you're going, right? But yeah. I, I'm thinking like her brain must be... Like something, dude. Everything she and saw you know go down, everything After, she dealt yeah, with, the dude I, got I shot in that. front of her, you know, ev- all that shit, bro. Yeah. It was like, like, I'd the only thing she could do is run. Thing off my head, dude. All she could do is run, right? Yeah, I know, right? That would be my first instinct. Let me look where I'm running. But then again, I've never been in that situation, so I don't know how I would be. <laughs> forbid, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, uh, okay, so ready. We got two cameos in this movie. Let's Going back to him. old school film. Okay. Okay. We got Michael Berryman. Michael Berryman. Michael Berryman. Who's Michael Berryman again? The Hills Have Eyes. He yes. was Charlie's buddy. That's right. That's yes. right. He's in there. Yes. He's all pissed off because the guy accuses him of having sex with chicken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I ain't no chicken fucker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that was cool to see him in here. But then we also had... Um, uh, we also had PJ Souls. Who'd she play? Halloween. Oh, you mean in the movie? Uh, she played the uh, the woman whose car Captain Spaulding hijacked. 
Oh my God. Yeah. Get that's what I said here. when I saw that sushi. Cause I saw that she was in it and I was waiting to pick her out and I, I never oh, picked her out God. anymore. Yeah. How fucked up is that too? Okay. He could have just been like, all right, kid, get out. But he's like, let me but take the to- time to fuck that kid up for the rest of his life. <laughs> said, I'm in a hurry because there's police after me, but I'm not in too much of a hurry where I can't fuck this kid's life up. That's so amazing, dude. I love it. Oh, God. So this is going to be interesting. Oh, oh, dude. And the fucking <clears throat> the goddamn title sequence at the end, man. Gorgeous. For the, uh, our, not title sequence, a credit sequence. Yeah. Gorgeous. Just, I knew again, what you meant. Yeah. the camera flying over the roads and the music that they put with it was just, ugh. And that's before, and that's before drones. So he had to get the helicopter for that. Oh one. yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Gorgeous though, dude. Loved it. Absolutely Wonderful. loved it. And it just Beautiful. kept going. Like I, I, I love that. I love when we have credits that give us more visual instead of just straight to black. You know, oh, we yeah, talked yeah, about, yeah. we talked about it a while ago with the, um, with the burger on the grill at the end of uh, mm. my bloody, mm-hmm. was it my bloody Valentine? No, uh, the howling, howling, just sitting yes. there, just grilling the whole time, like and, yeah, the, and yeah. just sitting there grilling. Like I don't know, there's something about about that. Like when the credits are rolling, that there's still something on screen that you're watching that really isn't anything with the movie, but it's just kind of like you're still in the world for a little bit. I love that, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you say you I don't have really tidbits? have any no? tidbits? Nah, dude. Uh, I kind of gave them all away when our conversation, just because I got gotcha. got excited to come in and talk about this because this is a good one, dude. I, like I think this, this one. one was meant to be the end, and then I think he must have had an itch to revisit the family because yeah, because next be time we come back to the family, it's a while. It's like almost ten years, yeah, before we come back to the family again. Yeah, because I mean they're dead. This is going to be interesting because they're dead. So he's going to take it super. Super down the paranormal, and you've never seen it route somehow. No, no. Okay, so you never saw it. I had not seen it until I was sick last week, and I was like, I'm just going to watch a bunch of his movies, you know. So I saw it, so I know what happens and and how this works out. But um, I am I cannot wait to talk about Three from Hell because I'm really going to want to know what you think of it. Okay, you know, because it's a continuation. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll definitely get into it. But that's and not, I'm not what we're going to watch next it. Week. No, I'm not going to watch it until we get there. Because that's going to be the last one we do for the Rob Zombie uh, interlude here. I'm not going to watch it until then. Because I want to watch the progression of his films and how he progressed as a director up until that point. And then watch that and and bring it all the way back now to the beginning. So that means, yeah. So Three from Hell is not going to be next when, when we go back to Rob Zombie. The next one we're going to is Lords of Salem. Yes. Have you seen that one? I feel like you said you have. I saw it once. I... Saw it at Jimmy Moore's house. We were kind of like dicking around. I wasn't paying too close of attention to it. Okay. Yeah, um, I can't wait to see what so you So I got it. it yeah, attention. it'll be interesting to revisit it. Because I didn't and really get it and catch most uh, a lot of it. So I kind of, in a sense, haven't seen it. Yeah, and then especially with the idea that you're, you're, you're really interested in seeing this progression of his storytelling and what he's going to do, right? That's Have you a seen fun, 31? Um, I've, you know what? I saw it falling asleep. Because I put okay. movies on to go to bed at night, I'll put. Ah, uh, I fall asleep to horror movies. Isn't that weird, dude? Oh, I I'll do to that too, dude. I'll put on Shutter the, yeah. the curated channels or whatever. And I saw it that way, so I had that on in the background. I was watching it a little bit, and then I started dozing, and I was out. So I, I saw a, a little bit of it, but not much. Okay. Um, Lords of Salem, I have seen. Uh, I watched it three times now. I've seen it three times now. Okay. Um, so it'll be interesting to discuss that as well. And but if anybody doesn't doing, remember, we're not doing the Halloween movies. We're going to say that because I want to hit those because I want, well, we'll hit those later when we do something else. For uh, sure. But we're not doing Rob Zombie next week, dude. No, 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 we're not. There's a, there's a special episode coming out because you're out of town. 
Yes, I am once again fucking up the recording schedule. <laughs> it's so, all good, dude. Nah, next week we're coming at you with a top five video. Um, I decided to put my big boy pants on, uh, not screw Chris or you guys. Uh, <laughs> and I figured I'd, I'd make, make a, a top five video and I'll, I'll put it out there for you guys to listen to. So It's top five. What is your, your topic? Top five group killers. That's, I can't wait to hear that, dude, because I remember we were discussing just when we were hanging out, you said something about one of them that's featured. I was like, oh, of course. I didn't even think of that. And so it made me excited to hear what else you have on the list. I can't wait to hear it. I'll be honest with you. It's um, it's a fun list. Cool. That's so all good, just, dude. Let's just put it that way. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so that'll be coming next week. And then after that, Lords of Salem and... Uh, 31, yeah. then three from hell. Mm-hmm. And then back into the 80s, because that's what we're here for. Heck yeah, we'll be going back. We'll be going into eighty two now. Wow, damn, dude. I feel like I feel like you know how like you're around people and you're like, damn, dude. I can't believe it's August already of twenty twenty one. I feel like that's like, damn, dude. We're already in nineteen eighty two. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Funny. All right, dude. Um, before we head out, tell people where they can find us on social media. Ah, we are on Twitter at o o t s pod. Uh, come and uh, follow. Come and uh, interact with the uh, the 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 little ditties that we leave there for you. Um, you got uh, got any ideas for some interlude shows? That'd be a great idea. Shoot us uh, cool. shoot us some ideas. Okay, um, yeah. We're on Facebook. We are on Instagram, and we are on Slasher at yeah. uh, Out of the Shadows Podcast. I gotta yeah, be honest. I haven't interact. been on Slasher. I've been on Slasher in yeah. about a month or two. About a month, so I'll have to go. You back know what my issue with Slasher is? What's that? It's slow as fuck. It is still slow. It is slow. They that is my qualm with Slasher. Yeah, I agree. It is slow. I haven't been on it in a month, but I do need to go in and update it. But yeah, come check us out on all the social media. Also, check out uh, check out the website, BICVP-radio.com. Um, other than that, for Jim Clark, this is Chris Chavez. We're taking off. We'll see you next time. And until then, remember, keep your eye on the shadows.